Welcome to Dear Wallflower, your podcast advice column where every week your hosts will answer a letter from listeners just like you, answering the big life questions facing today's women. Make sure to stick around for our weekly recommendations on books, movies, music, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We're so glad you're here. Grab a cup of tea and come on in. Welcome, dear listeners, to Dear Wallflower. I am your host, Kelia Clarkson. I am an actress, writer, filmmaker, and the editor-in-chief of Wallflower Journal, and I live in the beautiful, beautiful, crazy city of New York. With me today is my lovely co-host, Jessica Schroeder. I am a current PhD student. I'm finishing up my dissertation, also a writer. I blog and live here in near, near Denver, Colorado. Um, yeah, the beautiful mountains. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Um, whether you're on the road and headed to work or at home with a cup of tea or at the gym, just trying to get through it. We're just really glad that you decided to hang out with us for a little while today. Um, and before we get started, Jessica, how was your week? What's been going on in your world? I think we were chatting just before, like the kind of notion of when it rains, it pours. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. kind, of been, kind of been my week. Um, thankfully, I'm coming out of it. But my, both my husband and I were sick for a while, and we've also been dealing with a crazy leak in our bathroom that we live in a condo. So like things above us have been leaking downward. Um, so uh, when it rains, it pours like literally. Truly. Um, so yeah, just uh, really leaning into um, God for his grace this week, <laughs> Wait, waiting for my <laughs> brain to fully return and uh, getting back to work, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been a bit of a trial, but uh, coming through and loving, loving the, uh, the crisp fall weather starting to whisper its way in. So that's been a delight. That's a really, really beautiful way of putting it. Whisper its way in. Very poetic. Thank you. <laughs> um, that sounds like a quite the trying week, but I think your reward is absolutely going to be that beautiful fall weather. Um, this time of year is so, so special to me. Mm. It's my favorite favorite season. And it seems like it's also the favorite season of everybody else in the world. <laughs> but, um, but we're finally getting just a few good weeks of good weather here in New York. This is my specific reason for loving fall, like especially after moving to New York. Because um, I grew up in LA. And of course, everyone knows the seasons there don't really matter. But here they matter. And so we're getting just the first little days of fall. And um, we're moving into, you know, kind of autumn, autumny fashion, um, light layers and boots, just my absolute favorite thing. I took my boots out today. It felt yeah. so good. <laughs> I've, I didn't stop wearing my boots throughout the summer, but I got so sweaty and I, I would always go, why did I wear my boots? <laughs> so I'm just glad that we're finally in time when, uh, when boots make sense again. And uh, we're super close to getting all the beautiful leaves in Central Park. And if you ever come to New York, you really have to do it in the fall. That is just the most beautiful time by far. Mm. Everywhere in the world, honestly, but definitely in New York. So I'm in good spirits because October is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to our letter for today. Um, this covers the subject of commitment 
and how to move forward in a relationship that is just feeling really stuck. So let's go ahead and jump in. Dear Wallflower, I've been with my boyfriend for five years. He's kind, intelligent, sweet, and we get along famously. He really is the whole package. The problem is that he won't propose. I don't want to pressure him and lose the relationship because I really do think he's special and I love him. But at the same time, getting married has always been really important to me and I don't see him moving in that direction. I really need some long-term commitment. What should I do? Just keep waiting it out or bring it up somehow? And how would I even bring it up? Signed, Waiting and Wondering. And this is a problem <sighs> that I think I have heard way too many times. Um, so Jessica, what are your thoughts? Oh man, when I read that, I just thought, oh, poor, poor dear girl. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand um, the waiting, like the waiting for the proposal for waiting to get married. But I, I honestly can't, I can't identify in my own experience with not even having talked about marriage. I think yeah. that's something that that's hard for me to, I, I think, I think my husband and I had a little bit more of a, a, a sadly rare, you know, sadly a, a rare circumstance where we started dating, talking about marriage, you know, it was like, wow, Hey, we're heading into this, um, with the purpose of seeing if, if this is the person that we want to marry. And, uh, I think that unfortunately that's a little bit more rare than I like to think <laughs> that it is. Um, yeah. but yeah, my heart definitely goes out to this, um, this writer and any others um, finding themselves in a similar situation. So to start with one of her last questions, I would say first, don't keep waiting it out. Mm -hmm. You know, this bring it up, talk about marriage. Um, you've been together for five years and this is significant. Yeah. Uh, moreover, if this guy is someone that you think that you would like to commit to being with for life, then you found something that's worth investing in. Right. Um, and even if broaching the topic may seem a bit scary, it sounds like you think that the risk is worth taking. And uh, moreover, you value marriage. And I would say that this seems to be a core value of yours. And yeah, if honestly, if bringing up marriage after five years of dating is not okay with him, then <laughs> you may have some, some deeper issues, like some serious values misalignment to discuss. Right. right. So I think I definitely, I want to establish that this is time. It's time to broach the topic of marriage. Um, the question then is how to bring it up. Uh, but before getting to that, I would advise um, to, before talking with our boyfriend, to first take stock of the facts, you know, the facts of, of, of her life, of his life, of their life together as a couple, uh, as well as becoming aware of some assumptions that she might be holding. Mm. So, you know, as far as facts go, um, not knowing the specifics um, our, ourselves, but for, for her, you know, like, how, how old are you? Um, what are you, what's your financial situation and what's his financial situation? Yeah. Uh, do you know what his view of marriage is more generally in, in the sense, like, do you think he intends to get married someday? Um, does he value it as highly as she does? Right. Um, these are questions like these, um, can help to assess what we already know in a circumstance. Um, uh, for instance, you know, younger couples who've been dating since high school, it can be pretty normal for them to have been together for a long time and want to get married, but then, you know, for one or both of them, they might still be in school or might want to wait until right. they can establish a full-time job, et cetera. Um, some of those values might be 
high for one or or both of them and might kind of get in the way of of marriage, so to speak. But then for others, they might find themselves in their mid twenties, mid thirties, maybe even older, and and very much well established, more or less, in the world. And um, there might not be clear logistical roadblocks to marriage at that point, and thus the the issue might be more values based in the ter- in sense right. of where where are we headed, and and maybe this this idea of lack of commitment. Um, so t- yeah, taking stock of the facts can help um, us to be realistic, you know, for where where we are in our lives uh, as as a couple, uh, where yeah. individually each each person is and where they're headed. Um, so yeah, the, they're on that one side is the idea of the facts, and then I would also say take a look at what assumptions um, she may be making. So there are th- certain things that we can just know, you know, like okay, he doesn't have a full time job yet, or I'm still in school. Those are logistical things, facts that we can know. Um, but yeah. I think that it can be difficult. Or sorry, it could be easy. It could be too easy <laughs> to jump to conclusions if we haven't actually discussed things. So let's mm-hmm. say oh, well, his parents are divorced, so he probably doesn't believe in marriage. Like, oh, well, if you haven't talked about that, you don't know. (laughs) Not necessarily. Yeah, he may very much desire marriage and believe that it's possible, but he might be afraid. Yeah. Um, And so I I think there are so many reasons that men and women might feel unsure about or hesitant regarding marriage. And um, what our our thoughts, I, I guess I would ask, I would ask this writer, what do your thoughts about marriage reveal about what assumptions you may be making mm. by your boyfriend's perspective toward it? Yeah. So again, not, not jumping to conclusions. So taking some time to consider what assumptions you might be making is a helpful way to figure out what you do know versus what you don't know. And that can help you to grow in both curiosity and empathy for your boyfriend yeah. as you prepare, if you prepare to talk to him about your desires for marriage. So Again, I think this is all kind of surrounding this idea of not just rushing straight in and saying, okay, I got to talk about it. So how do I talk about it? It's like, you know, <laughs> pre- prepare, prepare your heart and your mind for the conversation. That's and, so true. Yeah. yeah. And then should I want me to jump into how, how to maybe how to bring it up? <laughs> this idea. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that, I think that's the scariest part is even if she knew, no, he definitely wants to get married. Um, that's really scary. How do you even broach that subject? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. I think it would probably be scary. I think, especially because she says she doesn't want to lose him. You know, this mm-hmm. idea of um, potentially pushing someone away by bringing something up and wondering how they're going to respond. I'd say as, as scary as it might feel, I would encourage her to take heart and to come from a place of confidence. I mean, they've been together for five years. That's really significant. That's a long time. Yeah, so it is. If, even if she ha- they haven't talked about it intentionally yet, I imagine that her boyfriend has at least thought about it. I think it would be um, surprising <laughs> hope so. if he hasn't at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I would say first, my, my first piece of advice in terms of bringing it up is to form thoughtful, curious questions. Mm. Um, I would avoid making statements that are emotionally charged or accusatory in nature. You know, don't start with yeah. you, 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 whatever. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> not helpful. Um, so you might start with something like, where do you think you see our relationship a few years down the road? Like mm-hmm. asking kind of wondering, I wonder, you know, asking curious, curiosity based questions at the same time, if even that feels too explicit, you know, where do you see our relationship going? If that feels too explicit, consider the idea of like 
quote, like setting the table for the topic. Ooh. So instead of leading with something overt, like, what do you think about marriage? Um, <laughs> consider if there might be any couples or families that you both know and admire and consider striking up a conversation about their relationship and what you appreciate about them, maybe things that you'd like to emulate and so forth. So the idea of like a shared something outside of yourselves to talk about yeah. might, might um, organically bring that, 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 um, the topic in, because if you're talking about a couple or a family that you admire and they have a, a good, strong marriage, then yeah. that would hopefully help to bring that topic in. And I'd say just overall, I encourage her and any of our listeners in this sort of a circumstance to be genuine and heartfelt, you know, without complaining or nagging, um, open, <laughs> open up your heart, honestly, and vulnerably on the subject, share how much he means to you and that you see him as the sort of man that you'd like to spend the rest of your life with. Like, I think that's okay to say, you don't have to be the person proposing to say words like right. that you can share that you honestly think that they're the sort of person that you would want to be with forever. And yeah. I would say if, if he loves you, then this openness and vulnerability would likely help him to open up and share some of his own thoughts and feelings and hopes, maybe even fears, maybe that he might be harboring. That's true, which could be keeping him from proposing these fears. Right, right. right. And key to all this is to be a good listener. Um, That's true. And this idea of not just lis not listening to respond, but listening to understand. Mm. Um, so while you might have like the overall agenda of seeking to talk about marriage, to broach that topic, that's kind of like the, you know, it's okay to have an, a general agenda like that. I'd say be patient with the conversation, you know, aim to make your boyfriend feel heard and understood, um, not like talked at. Definitely. That's, that's a really, really good point. Um, Cause I think we, we can come into a lot of these, um, you know, kind of scary, big conversations with just, okay, this is what I need to achieve versus I just want to connect with this person and I want to understand them a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Connect. Yeah. Connection is the goal. That's a great point. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's really wonderful advice. Um, I, I first just want to say, thank you for sending in this question. I really, I feel for where you're at and what you're going through. And this is a hard place to be in stuck between somebody that you really love and an ideal that you hold really close to your heart. So thank you for being open to um, receiving input, especially on an issue that I know a lot of women have gone through. Um, I think it's important to ask yourself a hard question, which is, has he ever shown a sign of wanting to get married? Or was that an assumption that you made because you really want it? Mm -hmm. And so if he's mentioned it in the past, then, um, then this next point really isn't for you. But if he never has, or if he's even made comments that were on the negative side regarding marriage, um, this is a really tough spot because... I think a lot of women will get into a relationship with a guy and, um, you know, maybe they really connect with him. They've never met anybody like him. You know, you say you don't want to lose him. Obviously he's very special to you, but you don't necessarily share the same ideals or vision for life. And that eventually 
as um, as the relationship gets more serious and especially as women, as we get just a little bit older, you know, into our like mid 20s, into our 30s, later 30s, um, that becomes a really, really big thing to not be on the same page about. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's helpful to think of your life as a story and you have a specific story that you want to tell. And the, the story that you want to tell is one where you get married. And for a lot of people, having kids comes along with that. And so it, it kind of sounds like possibly your stories might not be moving in the same direction. And so you, because you can't convince somebody if he doesn't want it, you can't convince somebody to want something that they don't want. You also can't convince yourself to not want something that you really want. Um, and so I think if marriage is something that's really that important to you, this is a big thing to not be in agreement about. Um, I think there's also, you might want to explore the possibility of whether or not you're um, idealizing him just a little bit. I think not being willing to commit, if, if that's the problem here, um, that's evidence of where he is at, um, whether that be maturity-wise or um, ideal-wise, and if he's not some someone that um, that is going to commit in this way and he knows that it's important to you, um, that's actually a character defect. And I think that's something important to explore, whether or not he knows how um, important marriage is to you. So you, you have to if this is the case, if maybe he doesn't want marriage and you really do, then you have to think about, okay, which one is more important to me, the relationship or the marriage? Um, because you can't really act with the assumption that you're going to be able to convince him and then just get both things that you want. Um, and you don't really want to be in a marriage where you had to convince somebody it would be there. I think what you really, really, really do want is somebody who has a clear vision of what they want in life and they take steps to get there. Um, because we have a pretty limited time here on earth. It can feel like a long time, but it goes by really quickly. Um, and so whatever we're investing our time in should probably, it, I mean, not probably, it should absolutely serve our greater purpose here, what we feel we're called to and our story. Um, so if you're investing time with somebody that doesn't, your vision for life doesn't match up, that's, you know, you're not spending your time wisely. So I think that's something really hard and not fun to think about, but it's really, really important. Um, so in both scenarios, you know, in the case of if he wants to get married, he doesn't want to get married. A conversation is absolutely necessary um, because I, I, I agree with Jessica, five years is a really long time to be with someone and to not have any kind of indication of where you're headed. Yeah. That's a, especially as a woman, that's a really long time. Um, so, you know, you, you absolutely deserve a straight answer. You need to know where he's at. Um, because if that's something that you want, marriage, you have to be with someone that wants that too. So don't be confrontational about it. But like Jessica said, do be direct and, and do 
say, hey, this is something that's really important to me. And I really just need to know where you're at about it. And um, I think on the flip side, like if, if you know that he does want marriage, maybe he's mentioned it before and just hasn't made the moves. Um, that's really confusing because <laughs> supposedly he wants it. And, and maybe you, you know, some women would be happy to propose, but a lot of women want to be proposed to, and, and you don't really want to like take that, um, surprise element away. Right. So you're kind of waiting and waiting. Um, and I think still in this case, opening up a conversation is necessary, but I think, you know, you can start the conversation by, um, by letting you, letting him know that you really love him, that you're happy to be in a relationship with him, but just that you're ready to to take it to the next level. And this sounds like a really scary thing to bring up. Um, but it's, it's funny. I was watching this, um, this TikTok actually, where this couple like, um, they, they were making fun of like, oh, you know, you're a couple, but you've been going to couples therapy. And so the boyfriend says, or her husband, I'm not really sure what it was, but the, the guy says, um, hey, do you want to go to a movie on Friday? And the girl says, yeah. And also, by the way, I've just been feeling like we're not really a team lately. And I've been feeling like you're distant, but she says it super like cheerily and like, oh, you know, not a huge deal, but I just want to bring this up. And then she says, but anyway, do you want to go to the eight o'clock showing? <laughs> and I actually, I know that they were kind of poking fun at like, you know, the things that you're taught to say in therapy, but I actually thought it, it's actually when you are just willing to bring something up and kind of take the, the scary element out of it and just be like, you know what? I love this person. I know this person. This shouldn't be scary. Mm. I should just say it. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I felt like it, yes, it was silly, but it was also like, no, I actually think that's kind of how you should be able to, um, talk to somebody, especially someone that you're hoping to get married to, you're going to have hard, big talks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so just having a relationship where it's like, Oh, by the way, da da da, I I'm kind of struggling with this. Maybe we can talk about that. I don't know. I think it, uh, when you treat something like it's not scary, I think it becomes less scary. Yeah. I think it's, there's something about just offering something up onto the table too, for conversation, as opposed to like, I need to know your thoughts on this yeah. or something that, that feels like you said, like, don't be confrontational. Um, more just, Hey, I'm thinking about, it, it kind of fits within the category of, of curiosity. You know, it's more yeah. of like, Hey, can I share something that's been on my heart lately? And, and while it's really serious, it doesn't have to be this, you know, we have to like go out to dinner and have this really set apart time. And just, you know, it's like, it can, it could be you're on a walk and have a conversation, you know? Um, I like that just kind of removing yeah. the, the scary and just bringing, just bringing up the topic and. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, so just to wrap it all up. Thank you for sending in this question. I know it's a it's a big question, it's a hard question, um, but I, I hope that something we said um, helped you today, and that you feel just a little bit lighter and maybe ready to take on um, take on the the next step of 
you know, figuring out where the relationship is headed. Um, now we're going to move on to something fun, our weekly recommendation segment called May We Suggest, where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, listening to, wearing, or eating that just made us feel really happy to be alive this week. Mm. <laughs> Jessica, what is your suggestion this week? My suggestion, so um, yeah, going through kind of being sick and recovering, um, I've been just lying on the couch listening to an audiobook. It's hmm. lovely. So um, it's The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. Some listeners may all already be familiar with her podcast by the same name um, yeah. or, or her book. Her book. She actually reads her own audiobook, which is lovely because she That's has wonderful. a delightful delightful voice and obviously since she wrote the material she's able to deliver it in a way that's just wonderful like you're mm. sitting in the room with her so um the next right thing by emily p freeman um it's all about decision making which is wonderful Oof. because we all have to make decisions every day yeah. you know whether small <laughs> or large we struggle with decision fatigue with hesitation and all these different things and she just has these great very practical, um, short chapters that address, you know, anything across the gambit of what you might be experiencing, um, on a day-to-day -day level, or maybe like on a seasonal, like my life is, you know, about to transition in some way, or I don't know how it might mm. be shifting. It's, it's a wonderful thing to, to return to from time to time as well. Like I've listened to it actually a few times. So going back through it in this season where I'm kind of wrapping up my, my dissertation work and, thinking about what may, might be uh, down the road, I'm thinking, okay, how, like what's standing out to me this time? What is she saying and sharing from her own life story and, and application points that I can kind of run with in this season? So mm. that's been really life-giving to me. Wow. That's a really good point. I, cause I'm definitely someone that I will really only read books once, but there are probably some books that are really worth rereading because you will get something different every single time based off of where you are in life, what you're needing to hear at that moment. That's yep. a really, that's probably a great book to reread. <laughs> it, it sure is. Yeah. Um, so my uh, recommendation this week, I'm going to recommend something that I think it's just the perfect time of year for this when we all just want to be cozy inside. And that's my all time favorite candle. The brand is Voluspa, I think that's how you say it. The scent is goji taroko orange. I'm not totally sure how you say that set taroko. I'm not entirely sure, but just look up Voluspa goji orange and it'll come up. <laughs> but, um, but I first discovered it in my days of, uh, when I was working at anthropology, which was a great time because I had a 40% discount. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no candle I've ever smelled has, just even come close or surpassed this one. It's just the perfect balance of sweet and fresh. And the container is absolutely beautiful. It's the type of thing that you would want to wash out and keep when you're done and maybe like turn into a vase or something. Love it. Yeah. Double use. <laughs> yes. So I, I promise this candle will make you very, very happy. <laughs> um, well, just to wrap this episode up. Um, 
we want to thank each and every person who tuned in today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review. It really, really helps us promote the podcast and just keep getting in front of um, new listeners. So before we go, Jessica, how can listeners get in contact with you and check out what you're up to? For sure. Um, so I blog at thisrealjourney.com. So that's a food and lifestyle blog. So check that out. And uh, I'm just kind of dipping my toes into uh, Instagram. So you can find me there at Jessica J. Schroeder. That's, that's where I am. <laughs> Awesome. You you post the most beautiful food pictures. So everyone do go check her out. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can search my name on the socials. I'm absolutely most um, active on Instagram, Keelia.Clarkson, and just reach out. I would always be happy to hear from any of you. And of course, go ahead and check out Wallflower Journal. We have um, new articles coming out every week about relationships, beauty, recipes, personal stories, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Wallflower today. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can send your letter to dearwallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. Every letter we read will be kept totally anonymous. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.